This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read together God's Word this morning. I want us to read from Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, 18, the 18 verse. The Bible says, And I say unto you, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell, the gate of hell shall not prevail. And I say unto you, thou art Peter. This is Jesus talking. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gate of hell, there is the gate of hell. The word that says the gate of hell shall not prevail means that the gate of hell will make attempts. The gate of hell will fight. But Jesus said the gate of hell will not prevail. The gate of hell, they have their weapons. And I want to talk about the strongest weapon in Satan's armory of his arsenal. <laughs> okay. The greatest weapon in Satan's armory. Upon this rock. So this morning I'm talking about Satan's weapon of mass destruction. And it is one thing. What is Satan's weapon of mass destruction? Against the church. We have seen the president of a particular country invade another one and that's the news everywhere. How is the devil invading the church? And what is his most potent weapon? It is called, it is found in Matthew 24 verse 10. And I want to begin to speak on Satan's weapon of mass destruction. I'll mention the weapon. It's clearly stated here. The Bible said, the old Matthew 24, they asked Jesus, when shall your coming be and what shall be the sign of the end time? That's verse 1. You know, they were walking and they saw temples being built. Go to verse 1 and then we come back to verse 10. And they saw the temple. You know, the Bible said, Jesus departed from the temple and disciples came to him and showed him the buildings of the temple verse 2 and he sat upon and Jesus said to them see ye not all these things verily I say unto you there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down verse 3 and he sat upon Mount Olives and the disciples came to him privately what he said shook them they saw beautiful edifice beautiful temple and they were praising the temple to the ears of Jesus. Oh, Master, look at how adorable this temple is. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. What you are seeing, just like all the buildings you are seeing in the world, that men are backsliding and selling their soul to get. The Bible said in the book of Peter, it is built to be burnt by fire. Jesus said, when what is coming comes, one stone will not be left on top of another. And that staggered disciples. So when he sat down later, they came to me as a master, come, come. You said something they have to know. All these things are going to be destroyed. And they said, when 
tell us when this thing shall be. And what shall be the sign, pay attention, what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? What is the sign we should look for to anticipate your coming? What should be the sign that should be the end? And Jesus said, take no heed that no man deceive you. That when you are beginning to think about the last day, the first thing you should think is to think deception. But then, he listed some signs which we are seeing. One day we do an eschatology, we pick on all these things one after the other. And now they really, I did that during the lockdown when I was standing there alone about the end time and everything, the king of the south, king of the north, all these things, Daniel 7 to 12, Revelation, the whole book of Revelation. But what I want to pick out today, verse 10, Jesus says something we should pay attention to. And then shall many be offended. Everybody say offense. And betray one another, and they shall hate. Except the church the Lord is building, which might be ours, we trust God. There has never been any church that has survived offenses. I saying there is no church that people don't get angry, somebody's living, somebody's saying things, somebody's. When will Christians understand? How to overcome offenses. When are we going to be Christians in truth and in deed? If Christianity is built upon forgiveness, when do we root out this demonic weapon that has defied people feeling fasting and praying and they get into offenses? It has defied all kinds of things. You can obviously this morning. Let's go. We will it's a continuation of what we started last week. We are going to keep looking at stories upon stories. Aye. Lord Jesus. I'll pick on two or three people this morning. Have you ever asked yourself the ultimate question? What exactly did God do to Lucifer that made him to rebel in heaven and to take away one thought? What did Jesus do to Judas Cariot? Judas Cariot was not called by Pharisees to entice him. It was Judas Cariot himself that went to meet them that said, I feel betrayed this guy for you. It was not because of money. He had a bag of money with him. I read a story about how Judas was not from the same place Jesus was from. Offenses. And what did David do? Ahitophel was David's best friend, David's counselor. And everybody was quiet. I believe I'm not only speaking to HOD this morning, I'm speaking to the body of Christ. That guy over there watching me, that lady, you are there in your room, you won't go to church again. Church, you start saying things because of offense, bitterness. You don't even care if people around you should go to hell. When you want, they want to go to you. are so offended that you will speak evil of church, speak evil of anything that has to because of something that you will not let go of. David never knew. You know, 
when, when Minister Adose said, it will do you like a dream? It looked like a dream when David was told that Aitofel was one of the conspirators. And let's say you kill David, Shefa Aitofel. What exactly did David do to this guy? That David's son rose against David, sat in the palace, and Aitofel went to meet him. He said, don't send soldiers, send me. Let me gather soldiers. I know where your father will be by now. I will overtake him and kill him and bring other men back to submit to you. Just 72 hours ago, his covenant brother, his counselor, now many shall be offended. They shall betray one another and hate one another. Some people, if they were not close to some other, if some people were just eye high from afar, they wouldn't enter the problem they've entered into right now. Some people right now, if they did not, if you didn't live with something, but they did not live with you, they would not be your enemy right now. In other words, relationships that bless, a relationship that blesses, also has the tendency of offending. If you don't understand the law of forgiveness, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, we are going to go through, but let, let's, let, let's start with this example. Have you read Matthew 11 before? So, one day, John was baptizing, and Jesus came to be baptized. And the heaven opened, and the dove landed, or not the dove, right? The Holy Ghost landed on him. And I've talked about that before. That the Holy Ghost, you know, well, let's not go into theology anyway. There is a debate. Bible says that the Spirit of God, like a dove, descended upon him. And there is a, some theologians have said that a dove, so, so, so churches use symbol of dove for Holy Ghost. But I believe the second school of thought that the Bible did not say the Holy Ghost appeared like a dove. The Bible was describing not the appearance, but the nature of the descent. That means the Holy Ghost didn't just jump down. It descended like a dove would descend. Not that it descended in form of a dove. Did you get that? So, you can see somebody is running like a horse, but it does not mean it looks like a horse. And the reason why I believe the second school of I don't know was because... I'm not saying the first school is wrong, I don't, but it's because they were one, God gave them a warning when they came down Mount Sinai. Later, Moses was addressing, they said, when God came down Mount Sinai, you did not see any form. And it was very specific, you did not see any form of any beast, any winged creature. Said, so be careful that you do not represent the Lord your God with any image, for you saw no image when he came down. So some, I don't believe God will contradict himself. And I think somewhere in the Bible also they were physically one not to represent God with any weak creature or any image. So, that is what I know. So, some other people might have a different view. They believe that Noah sent out a dove and I don't know, but are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But in Matthew 11, give us Matthew 11. What happened to John? See, I'm going to beg everybody here this morning to if you can wait for the second service, I want to talk about four things or five that lead to offenses and how to overcome them. 
And I want to beg, if you can wait for seconds, if you can't, wherever you are placed, bring out your phone and follow the second service. I am just about to start till I wear, and I, I, I wouldn't have started till the end, but second service. And it came to pass when Jesus made an end of commanding his story, he departed. Verse 2. Now, John, when John had imprisoned the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are thou <laughs> he that we, sh we should come, or do we look for another? Ah. John, from your mouth, you dipped a man in water, you saw the Holy Ghost descend upon the man, then you heard a voice. Mm. A loud voice, not in your spirit. Audible voice. And the voice said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Remember, Jesus started in ministry when he was 30. He was crucified when he was about 33 and a half. So Jesus' ministry on that was just three and a half years. When John put him in water, he was 30. So within three years, John heard, many of you have never heard an audible voice. John heard audible voice that said, this is my beloved son. And the same John, two years after, one year after, because he died just as Jesus began his ministry, Herod beheaded him. One year after hearing an audible voice, and people who say vision, you can't deny what you have seen. If you hear an audible voice, you cannot deny what you have heard. John saw and heard at the same time. And John called the disciples and said, go and ask him, is it the one? You will begin to understand his problem from the new Jesus answered. Jesus said, go and show John again. I, last week I spoke about those who forget. That don't forget. John forgot what he saw and what he heard. So Jesus said, go and tell him again. The things which you hear and you see. Did you see those two words there again? Hear and see. That's why I use the word again. John heard and saw. But he has forgotten what he heard. And so Jesus said, okay, you go and tell him what you see and what you are hearing right now. Verse 5. He said, the blind received their sight, the lame walked, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And Jesus dictated his problem and told them, Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. I nothing distorts a man's vision like offense uh, people have said that probably when John was in the prison disciples of Jesus began to baptize people so everybody forgot John uh, uh, he felt neglected and it started like offense it became bitter and John was going to deny what he heard and what he saw. Men and brethren, how many times? How many times? Maybe one of the things I will say that I can just begin to say from now. See, don't exalt yourself. Don't overlook at yourself. All my life from university till now, those who, who stress the word, they hurt me. Me. This one, me. This one, me. They didn't check me. They left me. They do this one, me. When you are like that, you have already opened space for the devil. It's just a matter of time. Thou shall be offended big time. You know, there are people listening to me. Here and those who are watching. 
I am a servant of God. I owe you telling you the truth. Somewhere in the church hearing me now. The only reason you love me, you love what I preach, because I have never offended you before. Did I do something that doesn't go your way? You are going to pack your bike. That's what people do all over the world, except those whose heart God has dealt with. God has dealt with. I have seen this in departments in the body of Christ. That was what I read to you last week in Matthew 25. This guy came and he gave one five talents. All of you know the story. He gave this one two talents, gave this one one. When they were collecting his talent, he did not call him a wicked man. But when he came back and he could not multiply the talent, he began to say that thou art a, you are a wicked man. You saw where you reap. How many people have called a pastor? Now, what I'm sharing this morning and what I'm fully going to second service, I am not talking about ministers who take advantage of people, ministers who sleep with girls, ministers. I'm not talking about that. There's no excuse for a Christian to stay in that kind of atmosphere. But I'm talking about things like position. They appointed this, not me. Things like you suggested something, it wasn't taken. Men and brethren, pride that made Lucifer to fall is still the major enemy of humanity. Because behind every offense is pride. Pride is me. Or let me use, not use the word pride. Let's behind every offense is self. Self. I told you the story of a woman. Bless God for those that God has removed self from. She was hospitalized for about two months and nobody in their church checked her. She came back to the church when she was okay and told the pastor, I was sick for two months, nobody checked me. Can we start a department checking sick people so that this does not happen to anybody? Men and brethren, that is a Christian. Some other people, and, every, and you know what? Once you begin to tell story about church, against churches, there are those who are ready to listen and they will support. Jesus mentioned it as one of the signs of the end time. They will support it. Ah, they didn't check you. Is that that's what church? I don't do church. Church, church. And it sounds. You know the one that grieves me most. See, what nobody can see, God can see. Yes, sir. So your original reason of saying what was, you know that it all happened because you wanted control and it was not given to you. But when people ask you why are you no more there, you will lie and say all kinds of evil against them. You shall, at the Bema seat, judgment seat of Christ, you shall stand to give account. Because many Christians are the ones stopping people from joining Jesus by what they say about other Christians, other churches, other believers. I mean, I don't trust anybody in church. You. Ah, anybody. Church, ah, church folks, they are the most difficult to borrow money. <laughs> you might have had a bitter experience. You do with your bank and you don't leave your bank. Many of you, you have argued with your bank officer, but when they ask you to overcue, but you forgive afterward. But when it comes to God's people. So Jesus said, Blessed is the one who is not offended. If you don't deal with self. Now I want to show you something. This is why God in his mercy decided to let Joseph after that Genesis 38, maybe verse 17 or so. Give me, is this I know his story is in chapter 40, they brought him out of prison. In that, or chapter 40 was when he was in the prison and interpreted the dream. But I won before he went to prison. Verse 38. Give me 39. 
Genesis 39 verse 1 or verse 17, 39. It was brought here. Go to, is it verse 8 or 9? Where was talking is possible. Start from verse 7. Genesis 39 verse 7. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me. Do you know? We will get to this more second service. Some people love their church. And I'm talking about, I'm talking to Christians, not in different churches hearing me right now. And those who hear this message. Until the day, maybe it needed to, com a com to complete rent and he approached the church leader for something they did not give him and you are angry. Some start by withdrawing from seven activities to two. And after a while they get angry. Church people are not nice. I am going to end this session and I will end next session with that also. I, by the grace of God, I'm the pastor here and I'm saying to anybody under the sound of my voice, if you have not decided that it is God that rewards, you know, there are many things Christians say, we say them, but we don't really believe them. Why should someone recount? I was in their sanitation. I walked, did all, did that, did this, did that. Uh, uh, why are you recounting? When you were doing things in church, were you thinking that church is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him or God? I am talking to the body of Christ. It's a decision as a Christian. You have to make from day one. Is your reward from God or from the church you attend? If it is from God, you will not get angry and take it on men. I say to everybody in this church, if you have another reason for what to do, please stop it. Because it's just a matter of time, you are going to get offended. But if your reason is God, between the time I came to Lagos, after I left, uh, I, I served in NMPC, and between the time I came to Lagos, immediately I finished at Kadu, I just came here to start this. Between that time and now, I told leaders this morning, there must have been over 25 to 30 people who have lived with me at different times. One, less than one third have returned back to court to even find out. People came for one year, for two years, for three years, living in my year. That will not stop me. Yes. I've had one that stayed with me for six years, just left one day, never called, never said anything, never even said I was. And it's not a factor. The beginning of this church, there were three guys staying with me. They were going to another church. And they were staying with me. And I never compelled them to come to our church. And I'm not heard from the three of them. I can't remember. It's not a factor. I am not going to say that nobody stays with me again because of this. Watch where you begin to do that. Why? When I accommodated people, I was obeying Jesus. I was on the road. You did not bring me in. I did it for master. And he said he would reward me in this world and in the world to come. I am not expecting the reward from them. This is why I can't get angry. I have visited people, prayed with them because of their matter. Did three days without eating. Stayed with them. And when they got the breakthrough, they announced to me when we were 11 in the church that they needed to go to a bigger church. And no offense, no offense. I ministered to them because Jesus said I should minister to them. 
they are not my rewarder. Even though people can be ungrateful. But it will hurt you much when what you have done, you've done it for God. Why are you sweeping the church? Why are you mopping the floor? Why are you giving? If you have not answered this question, stop and pause. Otherwise, one day you will recount. Maybe you, after working hard, your reward for serving God is not to become the HOD. I, I, uh, where's Clem? <laughs> the others are laughing. I said, no, come. You can't get angry. I said, I, I, will, so I will also use you second service. So, so that I can prepare your heart. I, I called him out this morning and I said that this is one of the greatest men on the face of the earth. Now, because this is a public meeting, I will not mention the names of, uh, but I mentioned to the leaders, talk about right now in Nigeria, I'm not talking about gospel singer, non-gospel, he's a producer who are the top four musicians in Nigeria right now fame, popularity, young guys that you all know top four, probably the most popular among them he was his first producer talk about another one, once approached him to come and produce and he, he said no he turned all this thing down because of his faith. He has followed one of them before to go and uh, find an inauguration of... Uh, uh, okay, no, 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 let's go to that. <laughs> you know, because... Now, when this church started, this guy was serving in Abelkuta. He will come every Sunday morning. We leave Abelkuta at 5.30 or 6 to come and play keyboard in church. He was my junior. He was coming to do that regularly till he finished serving in Abelkuta. It was the one that formed the choir. And one day we felt that things, we felt that it was too nice. <laughs> so, and we stepped him down as the head of the choir, as somebody else. He just went to other units. Now, today is one of the court directors. I bet you, 90% of Christians, they will start by that church for one year. I was traveling every Sunday. Now, See, this is where, when you are offended, you become emotional and you are blind to some facts. There are people listening to me now. Your own offense, we will get to this one second, it's more terrible. Because the person you are offended with did not do anything to you. You are just a victim of a report. You know, some people get offended. And when they start telling their story, some join them. What they did to me. They did that to ah! me. Make sure I'm leaving that choir. Note, they have not offended her. But he went to his house or she came and started telling stories. And after people don't ask that, see, God, one of the, one of the, I thank God for the grace he has given me. I like asking factual questions. From when I was in university and I was the president of the fellowship, if anybody said, Pastor, everybody is saying, I will ask you that, can you list everybody? We are 600 in this fellowship. Everybody at least, I will give you 400. You mean 400 people came to your room and talk about this matter? Nobody has been able to come more than four. Three of your friends are talking and it's equal to everybody saying. 
God just gave because a lot of Christians don't know how to ask questions. Now, if Clement was talking to somebody that they did this to me, only a very well trained Christian would say, What exactly did they do? We appreciate you for coming from Ebota to play for them, but keep on shaping your So, is it a crime to change leadership? So, you mean one day you were appointed? And another day they appointed somebody else. Now it's a crime. If they ask you to step down and they use insulting words, demoralize you, say things about you, I understand. But if it's said that, look, we need to. Do you see this in soccer? The coaches at times will feel, even the best of players are removed at times. Some take it well, some get angry. Do you see that? When they remove some, I remember Mido, Egyptian player. What, uh, the nations will find out the coach removed, he was the best player. When they removed that was when they got the two goals and won the man. When he was coming out, he went to punch the coach. Only not to be his father. But I remember when the new guy they brought his called the two goals, he came back at the end of my to come and apologize. The coach said that I am not against you. We all want to win. But from the bench, I noticed that they know you, they overmarket you. I created the new script. But people take it personal. Oh, I've seen that many times in church. Once you're chasing, but we'll get there. The time they change leadership, either some people are not appointed to a position of leaders, they get angry. And they will never tell their friends that the real anger, see what is annoying me. So I thought I should be the prayer man. With all the prayer, me that I order Satan when they appear in my room, and I ordered him to go. They now make somebody. Or say, the way, the way I sing. Don't you know that when I sing, <laughs> in fact, they wake up after the service. Because they all fall under the anointing. And they never rise till the end of the service. But then, so what? And then, immediately you don't address the main thing. Deception starts. Satan will now start reminding you that you see, Pastor Joshua is very close to that guy they made head of choir. See, that is the reason. Look at what happened to John. Offense can make you blind. So this man remained. And today, a director is our director. There is one of our directors. See all this media thing that you see? His work is more effective than before. You know what? The choir also is far better. Sometimes we rearrange. Don't get angry. Thank you. Are you following me? Remember what I said. If a pastor calls you out and begins to insult you and say that you are useless, you are, I, I'm, I'm a, that is totally terrible. But if he explains to you carefully that we want to move you from ushering to protocol, there is one, one want to do in ushering, and I believe that this one we do, uh, we fit into him more. As long as he said peacefully without insult and in love, they are not denting your ego, they explain to you, don't get angry and still react. You know why selfish? The God dealt with this. Oh, give me that Genesis 13. I will close with this. Is somebody enemy this morning? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh. I will list five areas, seconds. I will, we will go into that area, those areas. The master said, lie with me. Verse 8. This is where every one of you should pray. But he refused and he said to his wife, I've shared this many years, and somebody at the conference mentioned this also during the conference. My master, 
Number one, my master, whether not what is with me in the house. He had committed all that he had to my hand, my, me, and mine, three times. Go to the next verse. There is no greater in this house than I. Neither they care about anything from me, but thee, because you are his wife. How can I, six times, me, I, me, my, me, in just two verses, six times, me, I, no greater than me. He has committed all things into my hand. And God said, this is the root. We'll talk about this second service. The only reason why Joseph was able to forgive his brother, God dealt with this thing. Because I will blind you. You will keep looking at what you think they've done to you. And it does not matter the overall picture. How, how, me. You keep looking at that. God said, let him go to prison. It was in Potiphar's house. He said, I is still in him. You know, this is what God has been trying to deal with in Joseph for a long time. Do you remember when he dreamt? They just came. Hi, guys. Guess what happened? <laughs> he, said in the, he, was a, he said in the night, I saw you, all of you, your shit bumped to mine. And they were looking at him. Then again, he didn't stop there. The second dream, he said, even daddy and mommy, even you, <laughs> even Jacob that loved him, said, oh, boy, come. <laughs> this vision is beginning to become. <laughs> said, come here. The Bible said the father and the mother corrected. Don't, don't say that. God loved Joseph. But that eye in him. But check when he came out of cell. And he stood before Pharaoh. When he gave the meaning of the dream. He said let Pharaoh look for one man. Ah God said he don't learn. <laughs> now because Christianity is built on love. Self must die. Self will always make you to have distorted vision. Ah, are you watching me at all? You are still stressing what they did to you. In that church four years ago, you've never stepped your, in, into another church. It's about what they did to you. What they did to your family. How they spoke to you. They now said this to you. But you also offend other people. Jesus is calling people to come home. If we don't crucify, if you don't let go of self, it is the greatest enemy of the new life of Christ that is in your spirits. It's the greatest enemy. Eternal life. In him, we have all the fruit of the spirit, but the greatest enemy is the soul. It stops him from coming out. Self. John just sat in that prison and he was wondering. So he didn't come to check the old girl. Someone that I baptized. And then somebody came to tell John, Ah, his disciples, all the people used to come for your meeting to baptize, they are now going to Jesus. And it's John chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible said that they said that Jesus was baptizing more people, but Jesus said did not baptize but his disciples. And John said, Really? And they said, Go and ask him, Is he the one? Is he really the Messiah? And Jesus said, Oh, thank God for Jesus. In him, no self. When he said that blessed is he that is not offended, when those guys left, 
It matters what you say behind people. Now, when those guys left, Jesus started commending John. Go to that. Go down, verse 7. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What do you. This was when John said that of all men born of women, nobody greater than John the Baptist. Can you see opposite reaction? Somebody just doubted the Son of God. But Jesus responded by saying, When they left, he faced his own congregation and he said that, You know what? Of all men born of women. Remember he was born of women. Jesus himself was born of Mary. He was not born of a man, but he was born of a woman. He included himself. He said, John is greater than everybody. Of course, by the virtue of his death and resurrection, of course, another dimension, new creation opened. But at that time, Jesus elevated John. He didn't start saying that, uh, You know what? I'm telling you that John. No wonder he's wearing a skin of an animal. Animalistic attitude. I start talking. But Jesus, <laughs> he began to speak well of John. He said, no wonder, he's eating locusts and none. He, he's not eating barbecue, he's not eating shawarma. <laughs> but he said, go tell John. Then Jesus said, that, who are you going to look for? He said, of all women, nobody greater than John the Baptist. He said, but the least person in the kingdom is greater. He elevated John above Abraham. He said, of all men born of women, opposites. When people hit you, do you respond with love or you go around seeking for sympathy? You will find. For he that seeketh, find it. There are enough disgruntled members of the church of Jesus Christ who will join you to raise an army of bitter people. And give you their own experience also. Oh, they that to you. Ah, he said, I've been saying this. Even me. Which church, which set of Christians will overcome this? In the vision of Joel saw of an army, of course, talking about, this, that part talking about foreign army, Joel 2 or 3, he said that they shall fall on sword and they shall not be injured. I saw that scripture when I was in secondary school 4. They shall fall on sword. So there is a group of army that can emerge who will fall on sword and not be injured. That means they will injure you, but the injury will not show. You turn to God, you let go of it. You are not holding on to things. Holding on to things. Offense. Offense. Many years ago, before I got married, if I turned to any friend, oh, friend, I need this, so can you help me with this? And they told me that I don't, I, I never hated or got angry with anybody. I would just believe that maybe God has someone else, not this person. And this is the attitude I have adopted. Offense. Many shall be offended. I was talking to a singer one. They said the only reason why we charge when I go to sing, I go to sing in some places. Nobody cares for nobody cared. This one, and I told the person the story. So I went to preach in the church. I was so soaked that you could squeeze water out of my clothes. God, there was no AC there, no fan. The entire leaders escorted me to the car. That what a powerful message! Not one bottle of water, not even pure water. I did, I don't go anywhere. I've never asked anybody any condition for coming to preach. I don't even ask, I've never asked anybody for it. So how many people will be in that meeting? I prepare. If I meet 10, I preach. If I meet 2,000, I preach the same way with the same vibrancy. So, 
they were telling me how blessed they were, and I was so so I had to stop bound the way to buy water. That was how poor their welfare was. But no offense, nothing. Two weeks after that, they said the committee met that the church was elevated by that message that I must come back again. And I went again, and they repeated the same thing. And I said to God, if you ask me to come back again, I will come here again. Sometimes they mark in heaven as you pass all these things. Men and brethren, hear me today. Everything is not prayer and fasting. Some Christian virtues, they are stronger than fasting and prayer. I know people live permanently on the mountain. Yet, when they finish praying, as soon as they come down after seven days drive, they start talking about another person. The greatest offense. A man saw Jesus in a, in a vision with blood. And Jesus kept asking everybody that was passing through that gate. That is the blood of your brother in your hand. And he said, I will only permit those who can answer yes. It's the blood of your brother. Because now we don't carry physical soul, but it's in our mouth. Once things don't go your way, you start throwing tantrum, you start problem. People have seen, offense can make you see vision. <laughs> you see, I won't go from my statistics. I'm talking about the entire body of Christ generally now. 60% of people who say God has called them to start something, maybe about 60%, what spoke to them was not God, was offense. Many of them, when they first say, nobody offended me, I mean, I just left peacefully. But after a while, you start hearing what they are saying. Offense. The worst part is, if you are listening to me, you'll find it difficult to go and meet the person and address the issue. You are violating the words of Jesus Christ. Nobody can be more righteous than Jesus. Jesus told you, if your brother offends you, go and tell your brother. The first time it should come out of your mouth is when you are standing before the very person. I will analyze the circumstances. It will heal you when you do that. If you refuse to, no, some people they, they are pious. I'm just looking at them. I'm not saying anything. The Bible didn't say you should not say it. The Bible says you go and meet the person and say, sorry, my friend. You did this, I don't like it. That way to come out of here and leave you. If you don't, it's like when you want to plant something, you want it to grow, you cover it, you put it inside the soil and cover it. Once you cover it, it begins to grow and grow and grow. Yes. One guy came to our office, one, one pastor, he was another pastor one time. He told me that I left peacefully, that everything was fine. He told me everything was fine, no problem at all. I tried to ask that because that one had told me a lot. I mean, I always listen to, to I say, I know that, that I know that they even release him and everything. Some have mastered the art of deception. It was two years after that I saw him somewhere. We're talking. I just mentioned something about the other person. He just went on for almost one hour what they did to him. Oh, his eyes changed when I was there. He did this. And I said, all right. But you said he had finished before I caught him. Then he was looking. I said, but for one year, I kept asking, you said, Abraham, peace with you, without, everything was fine. So you have this enough venom inside you. I have a feeling that many people are watching this right now. You are listening to me. You are offended. How long will you hold on to that thing? Don't you know that the best of men are still men? 
Let's rise. You know, I desire that this household of David Church will be the first church. It's my prayer. I haven't seen any. My prayer. Where will fulfill that scripture? If they fall on sword. So if any one of us is called by God to go and start something somewhere, it will be a genuine one that the rest of us can support release. Because no offense. Again, I'm saying as I'm talking, I'm not talking to those that a church cheated. Women raped by pastor, manipulated to be slain. I'm not talking about that. That's one you have no reason to stay in such a place. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't even wait for that to happen. Any young lady listening to me, and you begin to sense that he's beginning to give you appointments in obscure places. I wonder what you are still doing there. Yes. I have had cases where maybe a pastor comes into a family just terrible thing divide that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about i will list things as i should list, listen in those areas no i'm not saying people should leave, stay where you know that the man is diabolic and another spirit operating through him no or where there's gross misconduct especially sexual scandal and everything but i'm not saying that where the man steals funds i'm not saying people should stay not but if it's beyond that if it's all these other things Somebody said something about you. Where will you go that they won't say something about you? You know what I started with last I think somebody reached out to me when I stopped on Sunday. I think I said the second service. Your boss promised you half a million and he's been paying you 500000 every month. He promised to give you Camry. He even gave you a Jeep. But a new staff has come. Now he's paying that one seven and he gave that one a bigger car. Now your money and your car, they don't make sense to you again. You are angry. The man has not failed in his world. You are looking at the fact that he has favored someone else more. He has not removed his own favor towards you. Self. You believe that you should have the greatest attention here. And the moment they've shifted it to someone, even though they've not collected anything from you, you are angry. And when people are angry, they forget. The first thing that happens to offender people is that they forget. All the good old days, you only remember now. So P. Josh is very nice. You speak well of him. Until the day he takes a job that you don't like. And from that day, you define him by the most terrible words that you can imagine. He, I, don't mind him. He's this, he's that. But for 14 years, he was your friend. For 14 years, you will all give, you will smile. But now you went to his house and he made paneyam. And he just put vegetable, no meat for you. And then your friend comes in and he put three meats. And like, hey. Say that picture. Ah! Hola, like. It's so stingy, and then you begin from there. I have no need. This is very, and that is all you say about him. <laughs> I pray for everyone here, choir, everybody here, that nothing, no offense will be able to shake you. Yeah. Psalm 
is head of one of the heads of the choir, or the head of choir, while he's head of, they can take a shot that you don't like. I pray nothing. If you are not happy about somebody, you can walk up to the person who made that decision and say, I don't like this. And once they explain to you, leave it there. We are free to bear out our mind. They did, you, guys, you are doing this to me, it's hurting me. And once they explain, leave it there. It's important. Is someone blessed this morning? Aye. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.